This is a Cherish podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Boudreau. I'll be taking you for an inside look behind the glamorous facade of the interior design industry. At a time when every aspect of the business, from sourcing to trends to marketing to dealing with clients, is undergoing rapid change. All of us have probably felt at some point or other that we're married to our work. But what if you really were? What if your husband or wife worked with you intently every day, collaborating on creative projects, meeting with clients, gently, always gently, criticizing your ideas, or listening to your criticisms? Would that be heaven or hell? Today, I have with me three design couples who have managed to establish highly successful and creative design firms, even as their marriages and families have flourished. First, from Los Angeles, we have Katie and Jason Maine of Maine Design. They met when they were working in the office of Michael Smith. Now they're known for their clean line homes informed by their passion for design history, mixing antiques and vintage pieces with sculptural contemporary furnishings and bold colors. Their contemporary but relaxed style has made them a go-to choice for Hollywood celebrities. They also have a shop, House Home Co-op. Hello, Katie and Jason. Hi there. Hi. Thank you, Michael. Such a privilege. Mm -hmm. Glad you're here. From New York, we have Mara Miller and Jesse Carrier of Carrier & Company. They met as students at FIT and now are known for their fresh, updated take on tradition, creating layered rooms that are both elegant and family-friendly. They launched their first furniture collection for Century two years ago and also do a line of lighting for visual comfort and a collection of fabrics for Lee Jofa informed by their weekend home in upstate New York. Welcome, Mara and Jesse. Oh, Michael. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. I'm also excited to have with us Christine and John Gasho of Gasho Studios, also based in New York. They're known for a range of residences, hotels, restaurants, and shops for brands such as Shinola and Glossier. Their relaxed and colorful take on luxury, love of color, and subtle wit have made them favorites of the New York fashion and art world. They also recently launched a beautiful range of kitchen and bath fittings for Waterworks. Hello, Christine and John. I'm Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, everyone. So glad you're all here. So, Katie, I want to start with you. Yes. Heaven or hell? Heaven. I mean, I really... I, you know, it's day to day, obviously. It's not always heaven, but I would say overarchingly heaven. And yeah. you guys met, you were both in design already, and you met at Michael Smith's studio, right? We did, yeah. How did that go? Were you first friends and colleagues, and then there was a romance, or was it, let's give a little background here. Yeah, we were friends and colleagues. Jason was my boss. He was the studio director, and I was a designer, and we were both in relationships, And then I think we both got out of our relationships and made room for our relationship. And how many years have you been working together now? Oh my gosh, we met in 2006, so 15, 15 this year. Great. Now, John and Christine, how did you guys meet and when did you start working together? We met at Bill Sofield's studio. Okay. So you're already both working in design. We were both working in design and we Mm -hmm. actually, the first time we met was at Arrow Studios. I worked with Jesse there. We overlapped and I was the receptionist and John came in and handed me his portfolio. And then we went and we worked at Bill's for many years together. And John, what was your role when you first met Christine? 
Was there one of you that was more experienced than the other in terms of work? In terms of work, I guess probably. We won't get um, into other ways of being experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really came from an art background. I'm from a family of architects, designers, and uh, artists. And I had chosen the path of art and was trying to find that vehicle for me to express myself. And interior design was something I really started learning about in my early 20s. And I had seen Bill Sofield and Thomas O'Brien's store and studio and was just incredibly impressed. Mm-hmm. And that combination of how design and art mixed really interests me. And the portfolio that I brought in was actually my art portfolio. It was drawings, watercolors, paintings, things like that. And um, I had passed them off to Christine and you know got a little smile and uh, <laughs> had tea with Bill Sofield the next day. And you know, I started doing everything. I just became passionate about it and wanted to learn as much as I can. So I was drafting, cleaning, decorating, designing any little project I could get from Bill, I would take and worked 24 hours a day to really understand the business. And it came very naturally to me. Right. Now, Jesse and Mara, you guys met as students. Were you both interior design students? Were you, was that something that you planned to go into? When did the <laughs> Romantic spark as opposed to the create and the creative spark. When did they get started? Well, this is where Christine comes in. Actually, we were both attending FIT for interior design mm-hmm. and we were in different classes for the first three years of the program. And in my senior year, in our senior year, um, I took an internship at Aero Studios when it was then Thomas and Bill. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Christine, for throwing John's portfolio out when he came in and accepting mine. Um, <laughs> but it was actually the internship uh, at Aero Studio that caused me to change my school schedule. And that's how I met Mara. It was our senior oh, year and it was uh, due to my internship. So it's so funny, these little things that can have such a big impact on your life. So when you graduated from FIT, did you both go work at different firms? Did you? When did you first think about joining forces, so to speak? You know, we worked for uh, other firms for probably 10 years before mm-hmm. we started our own business. So we you were, were married before you started? Yes. Yes. Okay. And what firms did you work with? I worked at uh, Sills Hunniford mm-hmm. at the time when they were partnered. And then I worked for Marcy Masterson. Mm-hmm. And I finished at Sara Benger Interiors. And what was what was the motivation that you decided that the two of you could work together? Was it well, one it was, thing? With it was a couple of things. I, I think primarily it was the birth of our son Jack, who's now fifteen. And I had, after a couple of years at Aero Studios, I'd left to work for Jeffrey Bill Huber for more than a decade, and we had just bought an apartment. We just had our first child. And we had this really crazy notion that if we were going to make it work, somehow we thought if we had more control over our schedules, because Mara was, she would be on a project in the Midwest and I would be on a project in the Bahamas. And we were just working two ends of one stick. And we thought, well, maybe if we just combined our forces, we'd have a little more control. And of course, we all know the answer to that is we have less (laughs) control now than ever before. But um, that was really the impetus. Now, here's something I know a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in, because due to COVID, many of us have been spending a lot more time with our spouses than we originally planned, even though we're not working together on the same project. Being in proximity, shall we say, for those extra eight or nine hours a day can put a strain on, shall we say, on things. So how does it work on a day-to-day 
work versus domestic. Katie and Jason, let's start with you. I mean, do you guys split up the creative process in a way? Is one of you better at something? Does one of you do client presentations and the other one does drawings? Or do you both work on things together? I think what's wonderful about our working relationship and at home is that we have our strengths and weaknesses, right? I think I bring like a historical perspective and references and Katie is art, fashion, decorative arts. Uh, There's just a balance and support. So yeah, I don't even know how I would say we split it up in a way. Like it just naturally, like, I guess, and probably everyone else feels that way too. I guess like just a language, like we know what one's going to take care of and what the other one is. I don't know, maybe like just subconsciously in a way, it's like a, its own dance, you it's, know, it's intuitive. You just yeah, know it'll is, get done. Ours is at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And John and Christine, would you say the same for you guys? Typically. Yeah. We, you know, we get along great, which is nice. <laughs> We're really close <laughs> friends. So that helps the right. effort. And you know, John is really three sixteenths of an inch for sure, all the details. And I, you know, I fly a little higher in the plane. So we're a good balance at uh, looking at a project or our children, our dog, all of it. Right. Different perspectives. (laughs) Right, right. And in terms of like, when you do a client presentation, say, do you do it together? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, typically. I mean, if you can. I mean, now it's a weird time anyways. Everything's over Zoom anyway. But under normal circumstances, you would do that together. And how much back and forth is there in terms of, let's say you're designing like a, a new hotel or whatever, a lobby of a new hotel. How much back and forth is there? You generally agreed? Is it, let's try this. The other one says, no, that's horrible. When it comes to hospitality, I'm always right. I get the hotel gigs for sure. No. Yeah, no, it's a conversation. It's a Mm -hmm. great conversation. And I think that John's background in residential really, it's so fruitful when it comes to designing hotels and uh, retail spaces. So it's, it's a good mix. I think, um, you know, sometimes our clients ask how, how we can work together and live together and all that. And I find that when it comes to work and the projects, you really get the best work because we don't always agree. And so we have to come up with something, you know, and the agreement isn't that I'm right or Christine's right. It's more that something's not quite jiving on the project altogether. So how do we push ourselves to get to that common thread that allows us to make the best possible thing? And it, and it actually removes both of our personalities from it to a certain degree, and it forms this own thing that is, you know, we push and push and push until we get something that we both can agree is the right move. So it's not like one of you gives in to the other. It's like you, you process it through. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm sure sometimes one of you gives in to the other because otherwise you wouldn't still be married. I can tell you that from experience. But Mara and Jesse, is it sort of the same with you guys? Like, I know that, for example, that fabric collection you did, which is so beautiful, you really, you have, you get away to your weekend house that sort of inspired you. How did that sort of come about? Who, who did the work on that? Did you both work on drawings, both research, vintage textiles that you like? How did that work? It should be like a dating show and you should get some answers from Mara and then some answers from me and see if they, if they meet in the (laughs) middle. That's true. We can put you behind a wall and see if Mara (laughs) answered the same way you think. But we don't have that system. So let's go ahead. I know. I say, I think we, we basically, 
it's more like editing each other. We come with our own ideas. You toss and them then in. We, it's, it is a process. I like, mm-hmm. think like John was saying, it's a process. And we kind of work through what's becoming successful and what's merging the best of the best ideas. Right. And I think that something that translates into our design work and our relationship with our clients is that it's not necessarily a compromise. It's a solution. And that kind of takes the edge off for ourselves. And it takes the edge off a, a client feeling like there there's a right and a wrong answer. I think we're just used to kind of compromising and thinking and evolving things all the time. But has there ever been a project where you both really disagreed on something? And how did that work itself out? You know, I think that sometimes that does happen. I don't think they're ever really egregious disagreements. But I think that generally, when it gets to that tipping point, will default to the person who feels most strongly about whatever the issue is. So, and oftentimes, I think... So you choose your battles. So we speak. choose our battles, or we'll just kick it to the client and say, you be the tiebreaker. Whose idea right. do you like better? Well, they... yeah, like, we like the tiebreaker, too. The tiebreaker yeah. sometimes. Oh, so you've done the same thing, Katie. Okay. That Well, also, the client is going to be living with it, so they should have some say, no? Yeah. I, I also feel like we try to temper each other where if somebody feels strongly about something, we just might not be there yet. So right. we feel like where we can give someone the benefit of the doubt or that they've thought it through more or that they're more in tune, we right. try to. Well, if somebody's passionate, there's usually a reason for that. Right. You know, so you have to at least respect that part of it. What about you, Christine and John? Do you argue often? Do you have creative stalemates? I think that. You know, we do look at things from a different perspective, which right. I think is helpful. So, um, like Christine was saying, she tends to have a broader right. approach to these things that I often get stuck on because I like to think of details and sometimes catch myself wanting to put something in a project that doesn't necessarily belong there because it's floating around my brain. And Christine, we just have such a good relationship that there is a immediate like, eh, save it for something else. You know, let's. This is really about this, and it's becomes more of an aha moment. And I find that when we are stuck on something, it's less about, there's a lot of technical side to the work about how much space you need, what, like all these things that are not subjective, the color or something like that is really a mood <laughs> or a tone that can be described and thought through. And, and that I think is where, you know, you can just go back to the client and say, look, I, you, I know you love blue, but we just don't think that's the right tone for this room. And what do you think? I can never live in green personally. I don't think people look good, you know, their their skin tonality. And uh, it's an old hotel thing, but John is always <laughs> trying to convince me to do a green room and that people look great in green. And he brings me there. He does. He, I painted our well, dining room I, green once. Well, <laughs> I have mistake. a green dining room in the country. So, John, I say keep yeah, up the good fight. I, <laughs> he does. He gets his way. Often it, it winds up wildly successful. Yeah. So it's a, I think it's about being a good listener also to the other person. And, and not only between us, obviously, there are 26 other people to listen to. So at the studio, so it's a team effort. It's not just us. Hi, everybody. I'm Anna Brockway, the co-founder and president of Cherish, and I'm interrupting this podcast with an exciting announcement, which is starting now, Cherish is hosting a new, fresh, and beautiful collection of all the best in bedding and bath for the home. This is a new initiative for us, and we're really excited to bring together some of the most innovative and exciting and frankly chic brands within the bedding and bath space. So please come and visit our newly expanded bedding and bath section on Cherish. 
And now back to the show. Which that brings up a really interesting question in terms of non-creative issues like team management and management of all kinds, dealing with vendors, dealing with clients, dealing with construction people. Is, does one of you take a lead in that as opposed to the more creative side? Katie and Jason, what about you guys? Or do you split that equally? I think there are so many different personalities with vendors and workrooms, and some people respond better to me, vice versa. Some people have an allergic reaction to me to or Katie? whatever. So not to <laughs> Katie. Oh, no, hard it's, to norm- it's normally me. So. <laughs> That's hard to imagine, Jason. So... No, it just depends. It's it's case by case. Really. Case by case. And yeah. is that true for you, Mar and Jesse, in terms of responsibilities, like all the mundane stuff that has to get done for these projects? Because as we all know, design is like glamorous on the outside, but it's a lot of, as John was saying, detail work and being realistic. Mara is famous for her Monday morning meetings, which are very strategic, and she loves management on that level. And I think you know, as Christine and John were talking about, I think we have a similar balance where Mara is very, very focused and detail oriented, and I'm much more big picture person. And so uh, I think whether, you know, it's good, bad, or indifferent, I think Mara really excels at uh, the management aspect in terms of the office, the staff, organizing the calendar and and all the details. And I think for me, I I think I tend to manage maybe the job sites. I'll be the guy who goes to a lot of the job sites. I'll be the client guy a lot of times, a lot, you know, especially for, for jobs that are out of the city. I usually get sent in that direction. So, but yeah, I think it's sometimes it, it falls down to personalities and sometimes we'll have clients who click with Mara more than myself and we'll often decide projects based on that dynamic. And this contrast of big picture to detail like, Mara, do you sometimes have to say, forget it, that'll never work or, you know, come back down to reality here? Or generally, is that just a process thing that's... that's I think that was what she said on our first date. <laughs> <laughs> Get real, right? Okay. I do feel like it's, I'm better at micromanagement and details than Jesse. And as a result, I kind of do that. I don't always love it, mm-hmm. but it, it's something I can do. And it's got to get done. And then Jesse, and it's got to get done. And I feel like then it does tip a lot of the times the client stuff tips to Jesse because I've lost my sense of humor. I'm tired and grumpy (laughs) from doing all this like miserable, tedious grunt work. So then he's the charming one who can uh, have a nice tone on the phone or with the email where I've been spending two hours in the calendar and I'm a little less fluid. So I think there are things that kind of build on each other, but we understand. And I think that's part of the partnership thing, which is there's kind of no... We're building this thing together, so we just do what's needed to be done. All hands and, on deck. Um, and it kind of sorts itself out. Yeah, it's actually sort of fun to try to delineate it in a way when you're asking, because I'm like, oh, we sort of do that. You know, it's it's interesting to hear what other people do, because it's like, oh, we, like Jason's really good manager with growing people and like taking the time Training to do them and mentoring yeah. staff, yeah. Where sometimes I just like, I, you know, it's not maybe the best way to be, but I just am not as patient with that. You know, and then I might be able to like have a little more finesse with like a vendor than Jason would if he's annoyed something wasn't ready or, you know, so I think it's like we bounce back and forth, but it's interesting to hear everyone else's sort of way of of it working too. Right, right. And John and Christine, in terms of management and your team, is there a division? How do you do that? 
we try and, and be unified to the team, um, but we definitely take on different roles. I handle more of the technical details with the construction mm-hmm. and all the things that actually get built. And But I think as a team, we know like the curtain goes up one day and it's got to be great and it's got to look good. It's got to feel good. You have to sit in a chair and make sure it's comfortable. There's all these elements that go into it that has to happen along the way. Christine has an amazing way with people. And I think that a lot of the staff are, are comfortable coming to her with problems or issues that might have arisen amongst themselves. So she's like the HR person. Well, yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> in addition to our HR person, she's doing the, yeah, she's smoothing right. out some wrinkles a lot of the time. Right. And I'd say I'd probably handle more of the vendor and and all of that. So we've had long-term relationships. And I don't know all of those people. My background isn't in right. residential design. It's in hospitality. So John really has all of those resources and contacts and we rely so heavily on them and long-term relationships. Historically, Although we both work on everything, um, I handle a lot of the hospitality and John handles the residential and our residential game has just gotten so much more active. So John's really busy these days. Right. (laughs) Not that you're loafing, I'm sure, Christine. No, 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 no. no, no. Get out of bed, Christine. Right. Right. Time. But I wanted to ask you all about something, another thing that, of course, hasn't been such a factor of late, but is a factor and hopefully will be again, which is travel. Like when you guys have to travel for work, do you do it together? Because, I mean, obviously, you know, you're heads of households as well as being heads of, of a business. You know, I know some couples don't want to travel together. How does that work? Katie and Jason, what about you guys? We jump at the opportunity to travel together. (laughs) We get away from three kids and two dogs and all that minutia. Our office, everyone trying to get a hold of us. Yeah, we love to if we get the opportunity. But, you know, it takes a village. We have three kids, two dogs, like a house, an office. You know, it's it's like there's a lot of coordinating, but yeah, it happens all the time. And is that true for you, Mara and Jesse? Again, it's kind of client focused. So if it's a client that needs to see both of us to feel that they're being serviced, then we both go. With the licensing, we always have to present a brand as a couple. So for all the licensing obligations, we always travel together. And in truth, it is kind of fun because we do everything together. And I think the change of scenery just is is like the only change we get, basically. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun to travel together. And Christina, John, you obviously have used to travel a lot yeah so how do you work that because you have kids as well i mean is that oh my mom is she she should get an academy award for uh being here often to support us both oh Um, great so we rely heavily on her Mm -hmm. and family Mm -hmm. we spent so many years when i was at balage apart and i would travel all the time i was on the road and part of the reason why we really want it to work together was so that we could be together, you know, and, and spend more time together and travel. And it's great. It's so wonderful. And many times, I don't know with all of you, but people will, they're fine with having us bring the boys along for the journey. And it's great. The boys have seen so many wonderful places all over the world. Great. Now, I wanted to ask you all something about because you work together so intensely all day long, and as we know, design is not certainly not a 10 to 5 job, 10 to 6. What about the domestic scene? First of all, at home, not that this is fair, but usually in American society, 
and I think it's been exacerbated by uh, COVID, more duties at home fall to the wife. So how is that a source of tension? We don't have to get into details, but is that true in your homes? Or is there, have you worked that out so that the domestic side, taking care of the kids, you know, making sure the dishes get into the dishwasher, you know, the beds are made, all that stuff. Is there a fair division, would you say, Katie, in your house? I think honestly, like shockingly fair in our house. I remember that book came out Mm -hmm. that was about like the silent work that women do. um, The unpaid, unappreciated work. Totally. And and I and I do that, like the schedule and the kids and the nannies and how, how like, you know, there's it takes a lot to make it tick over here. But Jason is like much more organized and orderly. So like he, I feel like it's not shared, but there's a the division. Jason thinks I'm like a mess and he's going to say he does way more right now, but let's see. <laughs> Jason? I think there's a fair balance. <laughs> I really do. I don't know. I'll do, I'll do laundry. I'll do what I have to do to make things work. So I'm not shy. Okay. I don't have any... Katie's just better at stuff than I am, so, you know. We have three boys, so there's a lot happening. Like, there's practices, and and now, like, we're home. I mean, we have, like, a, you know, our makeshift office here, and, right. like, they're all home, right. you know. I mean, right. I'm sure you guys are in that position, too. I don't know if your schools are open, but ours are not, so. Yeah, no, it's been hard. It's really been hard. And Mara and Jesse, how mm-hmm. about you guys? How's the domestic scene? Total bliss? You can call me Mr. Mom. It's okay. <laughs> Mara seems to be rather quiet here. Mara? Yeah. I'm, I, am, uh, I am a terrible, terrible domestic person. <laughs> I can't. I will just not eat rather than go grocery shopping. I will. I don't feed the kids. If I'm home alone with them, I forget to feed them. And they're, they're like 11 and 15, so they can kind of feed themselves. But... I don't know why I'm so bad at it, but I really am. And I feel you, Mara. It used to be that I did all the, like, I got the mortgages. I did, I did all the legal stuff, the the accounting stuff, all the bill paying. And I've kind of gotten bad at that too. I'm just like <laughs> tired now. Well, and- yeah, COVID, I think has done a number on a lot of us. How about you, Christine and John? in terms of at home? Because you have two sons, right? We have two sons. Thank God, John is a wonderful cook. I, uh- I don't even know... Yeah, I give John full credit for all of it. He's great at it. He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I do what I can, but it's definitely shared. Okay, so if he cooks, you clean, Christine. That's the rule yes. of my house. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. John's a great chef. We right. share the cleaning. Like, if I take pledge on vacation with me, I'm a big, big cleaner. Left <laughs> Windex. I think I get that from uh, you know opening many sites. We all have our kits that we go with, but John is definitely the cook. Great. Now, okay, here's something you guys are all, I'm really curious about this. You guys are all design focused all day long. This is your passion. You're all incredibly talented at it and very successful. But what do you do at the end of the day? Now, obviously under COVID, we basically do nothing but stream shows. I get that. But on a normal Post pre and post COVID, what would you do on your off hours to take your mind away to do other things? What are your other passions and interests that you either share with your spouse or you do separately? Katie, why don't we start with you and, and Jason? I'm like, what did I do? Free time. COVID? What's that, right? I know. I mean, we live in Laurel Canyon, so I love to go on hikes. I'm like now in the back of my mind thinking, like, I better better go on a hike. I haven't been in a while. 
yeah, I love to go on hikes. I mean, I used to love to go to yoga. I don't know when you can go back somewhere anymore. And honestly, to travel, like if we didn't have a busy weekend to go somewhere, but yeah. kind of all out the window at the moment. At the moment it is, but it's going to come back. But it's reading, back. I love to read. Mm-hmm. I love to read. So mm-hmm. Great. By Jason, bicycling, right? Tennis and biking. That's Tennis and Very good. Very good. Yeah. And Mara and Jesse, what about you guys? Yeah, this is where you always lose us on these interviews, Michael. We're kind of workaholics. I feel like even when we're upstate on the weekends, we're working, we bring our work tote bags with us wherever we go and we like to work. But I think otherwise, yeah, we have we have our little escape on the weekends upstate and we like Katie and Jason, we like to go hiking, biking when we can, take the kids out, unplug them once in a while. But it's really, yeah, I mean, when we're not working, we're just, we're playing parents and not a lot of hobbies. Mm-hmm. I would say we're also not very athletic. And our, as a result, our children are also not very athletic. So we don't, <laughs> I have friends who are, you know, shooting all over the place right. every weekend to hockey or tournaments and swimming moms, tournaments. And, right. I mean, they do have two interior designers as parents. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we have sports, but I wouldn't say athleticism runs in our family either. I can relate as well. How about you, John and Christine? But those few off hours that you have to pursue other things. What do you think? I mean, there's two ways of answering. The one is if you go on vacation, mm-hmm. I usually, it's like an install, you know, rearranging mm-hmm. the furniture in the room. That usually happens. Mm-hmm. But I'd say who thought last... to put that there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who so thought that was what? a good idea? Who thought that was a good idea? I'd say the last day off we had was if, like, I don't even know when, but I remember we didn't have the boys. We were out in Shelter Island, where we the home. And just sitting there, making sure the fireplace was on all the time, making sure Christine's glass of wine was full, playing some Sounds backgammon good. and just turning off, which is mm-hmm. so hard to do because yeah. I think probably like the rest of you guys, we are working at absurd hours, not just because we have to, but because we like to and we're passionate about what we do. But yeah, I mean, really tuning out at this point is the rarest thing I find. And we almost have to force ourselves to do that. I don't know. I'm giving it all up for a career in golf. <laughs> so, oh, so you're the athletic one, Christine. I'm the athletic one, yeah. No, our sons are not athletic either, but yeah, I'm I'm pursuing a new career moving forward. I have a Christine's putting gonna green. make golf cool again. Yeah, I'm making golf cool again. I have a putting green set up in our apartment. Very now. good. Yeah. So okay, and here's another question that spins off of that one. In terms of your kids, because I get, you know, anybody who's successful in a profession. I think probably gets asked this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, cliche though it is. Would you want your kids to go into design? Katie, Jason, let's start with you. Is it even a possibility, do you think? Have you thought about it? I just want to nurture and be supportive of whatever career or whatever direction they want to go. So our middle child is very specific and he'll see like if we move a pillow in a room or (laughs) he'll make design references when we're out. So maybe fingers crossed, you Mm -hmm. know. I mean, his brother's in college and he's in at Santa Barbara and has a, an apartment and we walked in and it's like, you know, just like builder grade, like mm-hmm. maple cabinet or, you know, mm-hmm. God knows what it is. And he's like, who put a nice oak cabinet? Like when we walked in, we could live here. And me and Jason were like, we're like, who even notices? Like, A, they were like, but just that it was like wood that didn't have a finish on it. He just like assumed he knew what it was. And it was like, it's just so funny the things they notice. And I'm like, oh my God, what are they going to talk to their therapist about when they're older? (laughs) (laughs) But he could join forces. We'd be happy to have him. I mean, it's great. We get to, we get such creative output. I think we 
that's romantic to us. I mean, you're saying like on the weekends you're working and that's true. It's like, we wake up at 8am and we're like, oh my God, I had the best idea for such and such. So wouldn't this be good here? Like that's our love language. I mean, so if our kids loved that too, I would love for them to to be a part of anything. And Christina and John, what about your sons? Any indication they might go into design? They draw, right, John? Yeah, they're both, I would say they're artistic and also musicians and one of our thons is an actor. It's, I mean, they do love going upstate and looking at Christine's mother's wall-to-wall carpeting. So I question oh that sometimes. <laughs> you know, they were like, I lo- why don't you have wall-to-wall carpeting over the entire apartment? It's like kind of the opposite. I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. There, <laughs> there goes the legacy. Oh, well. You, you never know. They may this come business. Around. You know, it's, I don't think you inherit that stuff. I mean, you can rub it off on people, mm-hmm. but I would hate to push anyone into this. Let them do what they want. Yeah. And Maren, Jesse, what about your kid? Well, I mean, I guess based on the most recent report card, we usually use it as a threat. Like, Jack, if you don't get your grades up, you're just going to be working for mom and dad the rest of your life. So get it together, buddy. (laughs) Okay, I guess that's a good incentive. So (laughs) terrific. I I found this whole discussion because, as I was saying, so many of us now have to spend the day with our spouses. The way you guys have worked this out, I think, has been so interesting and inspiring. So one final question for all of you. Do you think that working together has actually strengthened your marriage? Mara, why don't we start with you? You know, I've been thinking about it a lot Mm. lately because I feel like it's been more rough lately. And it's kind of like that perfect storm of growing pains in the office, teenage children. Being stuck at home, winter, all those elements. That doesn't even, that's like normal. That's our everyday almost. It's like, what COVID? But... I was thinking that, yeah, we really supported each other and had our back. And I think it's in, what enabled us to grow professionally and grow the business and grow the family. It, it made all these things happen. And now we're very good partners. And I'm realizing like, oh, we have to go back to kind of caretaking each other. We've gotten so good at right. being partners. Right. And we have to kind of refocus on being a couple. And that would also let us... And also we have a small team. So I feel like it's it's still, it's all very, it's like our extended family at the office. So it's like a lot of strange roles. And I was thinking that that's what I'm looking forward to as the children grow and the company grows, that we can start taking care of each other again and not needing each other or kind of taking each other for granted. Well, you rely on each other so much that you do end up, I think, taking things for granted that maybe you shouldn't. Katie and Jason, what about you guys? Do you think it strengthened your marriage? Yeah, no, I think a lot of couples therapy. And, um, <laughs> but that no, always but helps. I, I speak about balance all the time. And there's got to be balance between work and relationship. And everything reflects. Like, if we don't have an honest and transparent relationship at home, we don't have an honest and transparent relationship at work. So it's like the two equal each other in the sense of having a a good working relationship and a good marriage and it's it takes a lot of heavy lifting and i'm not gonna lie to anybody it's it's a lot of work but when we get out on the other side we're just yeah we're we're so happy uh on both ends so i yeah i think also what mara said that like it's you do you get into like you know, like anyone, life is, you get into this like transactional relationship, you know, in a sense where you're like working and the wheels are working well at work or everything, but then you're like, oh, wait, hold on. We're a family, you know, and you have to sort of reel that back in. And I think if anything, COVID 
and just sort of all of us reconnecting with ourselves and the people that are like really close to us. Cause same, like we have a small sort of familial like team too. Just reconnecting to that is going to help us all just have better work-life balance in general. Mm-hmm. Terrific. And John and Chrissy, I'm going to give you the final word. Do you think that being married has strengthened your business or strengthened your marriage? Both. Uh, John and I are, we're kind of just, we've always been best friends who get to fool around a little. So <laughs> With we're having a good time together. <laughs> you know, it's it's been a joy. And, and again, we... We were on the road so much independently for mm-hmm. about 10 years that it's really nice to be together. So we're we're really just enjoying it. We're we're having a good time with it. Great. Great. Well, you know, I want to thank you all so much um, for sharing and being so open about business and personal things and being married, which is not in and of itself easy, as we know, but working together having a business together and having a marriage. And I think it's been really, really helpful to me. And I think the listeners will really enjoy listening to this. So I want to thank all of my guests, Jesse Carrier and Mara Miller, Katie and Jason Maine, and John and Christine Gachot. And thank you all for listening to the Cherish Podcast. You've been listening to the Cherish Podcast, brought to you, of course, by Cherish which was recently voted by the readers of USA Today as the best place to shop online for furniture and home decor. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or colleague. Or better yet, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We appreciate your help in spreading the word. And we would love your ideas for future episodes. Please email us at podcast at cherish.com. The Cherish Podcast is produced by Britta Muller and engineered by Hanger Studios in New York. Until next time.